How can you have the relationship that you have always hoped for? You can become closer and more connected to your partner with these real-world relationship-building ideas. Welcome to Coupled Up with your hosts, Karen Collins Achetti and Max Achetti. If you want to be close to your partner, every interaction needs to be with that goal in mind. Now, here is Karen and Max. Welcome to Coupled Up, the relationship show where you can be selected to be on on-air guest to discuss your relationship with us. You can also call in or write us to ask your toughest relationship questions to get answers and options that will make a difference in your relationship. I am Karen Collins Achetti, along with my co-host, Massimiliano Achetti, who is also my husband. I am a therapist in private practice, and Max is a psychologist and a neuroscientist in Jupiter, Florida. During the upcoming shows, we will be discussing different aspects of relationships and offering options for you to use if you would like to grow in your relationship. You can write us if you would like to be an on-air guest to discuss your relationship, or you can call in or send us an email with your questions that we will answer on our show. Hi, everyone. This is Max. I'm excited to host Coupled Up together with my lovely wife, Karen, and we can't wait to get to know all of you who are listening to us. You can call in to chat with us or go to our website, www.ourlovestory.com to to submit a question that you would like us to respond to on the air tonight. We developed the show to encourage couples to be proactive in developing the best relationship possible. Often, by the time couples come into my practice to see me, it is after years of discontentment, their issues are intense, and resentment for one another has built up, making it more difficult to return to a better place. More and more couples are realizing the importance of coming into couples therapy at the beginning of their relationship to learn the tools they need to develop their best relationship and long before they see difficulties they aren't sure how to handle. In addition, I see many singles and couples who initially express that they are just not good at relationships because many of their relationships have ended or the one they are in now is not how they would like it to be. I would like to offer a healthy way to view relationships for you to gain the most you can from each one you have had. If a relationship ends, it does not automatically mean one or both partners are flawed at relationships. I do not view a relationship ending as a failure. A relationship beginning and ending is a choice and an opportunity, not a failure. An ending is a period of transition that can allow for reflection and opportunity to learn even more from where you just were. In addition, when a relationship ends, maybe it would be beneficial to view that relationship as having ran its natural course and it came to an end when it was supposed to. You can use what you gained and learned in that relationship about yourself to move forward. The reality is that we are all learning as we go in everything, but especially in relationships. How many times have you said to yourself after a relationship ends, I will never do that again? That is a great example of something that you learned while in that relationship. The next step is figuring out how to repeat whatever it was that you didn't like with yourself and or within that relationship. None of us are born knowing how to navigate a relationship well or how to be a good partner, ourselves included. But we all can learn as we go how to become better partners. For example, as a couple, Karen and I work together every day to learn 
how to be together, meet one another's needs while also meeting our own and how to build the life that we want together. In fact, our idea we are presenting here is that navigating relationships is a process that we can learn, especially when we take into account our previous relationships. What if each relationship gives you what you need for the next one? What if you use all that you have learned about yourself as an individual and a partner in previous relationships to be the best partner you can be now? Think about it for a second. It's no different than anything you have an interest in doing well. If you want to improve the way that you play golf, you would collect knowledge and information to become a better golf player. If you want to improve your relationship, you can get knowledge and information to be better in your relationship in a similar way. The knowledge, information, and experience that you gain will ultimately help you become the best partner that you can be. Overall, and I think Karen would agree with this, the take-home message is that we all know how to be in a relationship because it's a natural occurrence but there is always the possibility to improve based on our individual needs. Getting good at relationship happens with experience and desire to become good at it, not by accident. Keep in mind that if your goal is to be close to your partner, everything that you do and say needs to be with that goal in mind. I completely agree. I look at getting good at relationships as a lifelong process. I think it helps to look at it that way. It feels much better to me to know that there is the ability to learn more and improve if you would like to rather than think you you will always be where you have been. I am grateful for the growth that I have had over the years. I have learned from each relationship that I have had and I try to use all that I have learned and all that I am still learning to become a better partner to you, Max. I am certainly a work in progress though. Oh, definitely. Nice. <laughs> in each uh, week in our show, we will have a couples and single segments, uh, guest couple and question segments, uh, along, uh, as uh, long as the weekly couples challenge. Now, uh, how, on tonight's show, our topic is conflict recovery. Karen will and I will be discussing how you and your partner can follow up a disagreement in a way that reconnects you quickly. But by having a recovery conversation after a disagreement, you can feel closer than you were before the disagreement, no matter what the topic was about. Can you explain what you mean by conflict recovery in a relationship? Sure. You can think of conflict recovery as finding a common ground to reconnect to one another after a disagreement. Basically, how a couple recovers from a disagreement can build the relationship up instead of causing wear and tear on the relationship that may cause distance or the relationship to eventually end. A recovery conversation happens after the disagreement has settled and begins when one or both partners approaches a conversation about what happened with the intent to come back together and learn together. You can use what is exposed in the disagreement to better understand one another during a recovery conversation. So what you're saying is that after a disagreement, that very disagreement can be used to actually become closer? Yes, the recovery conversation offers an opportunity to better understand one another's view, underlying concerns, worries, and fears. Most of the time, 
both of you are making some valid points during the disagreement, but neither of you at that point are able to listen because both of you are trying to get your point across and are likely being self-defensive. Pretty much. (laughs) Right? During a disagreement, odds are good that neither of you think you are being unreasonable. I know I never do. And both of you often feel like the victim of the attack. Because each of you are trying to communicate something that is important to you, you may assume that your partner should already know most of what is not actually being said because to you it seems so obvious. It is possible that when you are trying to convey, what you are trying to convey may not be communicated effectively in that moment. And you're working on that, right? Right, always. <laughs> so give us an example of what you mean. For instance, you may think you are saying that you feel hurt and vulnerable, but you likely aren't saying exactly exactly that, especially if you appear angry and often your partner is uh, only fielding your comments with a rebuttal to each one at this point. Sound familiar? If this conversation ends and is not revisited, how could either of you feel close and safe again quickly? Without recovery, each of you are left to wonder if what your partner said is what he or she really thinks of you, which can play repeatedly in your mind, creeping back up on occasion and potentially causing damage to the relationship and a loss of feeling safe within the relationship. Additionally, without recovery, you may feel attacked and criticized by your partner, the very person that you should feel most accepted by. This can cause multiple issues for you as a couple, including increased disconnection and resentment, but also as an individual, it can reduce your confidence in yourself. So once the disagreement has settled, the recovery conversation allows for the vulnerability needed to be in a safe space that the disagreement did not allow for. Exactly. It offers an opportunity to apologize if needed explain and retract things that were said if what was said wasn't worded well, accurate, or even true at all. By being understanding of one another's views, underlying concerns, worries, and fears, you can reconnect with one another and feel closer because of the sharing involved. But what if the disagreement becomes heated with a series of personal and hurtful comments? Well, that level of disagreement requires the conflict recovery conversation even more. Like I mentioned a moment ago, without recovery, you may feel attacked and criticized by your partner, the very person that you should feel most accepted by. This can cause the additional disconnection and resentment that you are experiencing in your relationship. But if you take the opportunity to apologize if needed, explain and retract things that were said if what was said wasn't worded well, accurate, or even true at all, you will be well on your way to reconnecting. You should never underestimate the benefit of offering an apology, even if the apology is only that you are sorry that you misunderstood one another. But what about if it has an Italian accent that you cannot fully understand? You still owe me an apology. (laughs) If you as a couple can learn to go beyond the apology and explore any underlying worries and fears, you will gain additional closeness and understanding and will be less likely to repeat a similar occurrence on that particular topic. If your partner shared with you that he is scared of losing you during the recovery conversation to explain why he reacted the way he did, this opens the door for understanding and reassurance to one another. The ability and willingness to express your vulnerabilities with your partner builds a stronger connection as long as your partner offers understanding and care when you share with one another. So if I understand correctly, 
if you reach the level of sharing, you have a healthy relationship? Yes, a healthy relationship is supported by a level of sharing where you feel heard and understood. Like you said earlier, if your goal is to be close to your partner, everything that you do and say needs to be with that goal in mind. That doesn't mean every interaction has to be flawless or without disagreement or conflict. I don't even think that would be possible. No matter how skilled you are, you likely are not always going to be able to word things in the very best way. But disagreeing with respect for one another can go a long way. We will be discussing respect in an upcoming show. However, a recovery conversation gives you both the opportunity to redo a little and soften how the disagreement went, even if disrespect was involved. Taking the time to have the recovery conversation can make the difference between closeness and distance within your relationship. But in my clinical experience, many couples are just happy when the disagreement ends and each like to move on afterwards, often too worried to bring up anything to do with that topic in fear of reigniting or starting another disagreement. This can lead conversations and issues feeling unresolved. But uh, by talking about what was said and felt during the disagreement, you can actually become closer. Exactly. You may find that one or the other of you are better at beginning the recovery conversation. And that would be me, actually. You're right. Definitely. For us, you are the best. You are the one who does this the very best. I have to admit, I am not usually as ready to revisit the topic of disagreement as early as you are, Max. And your approach helps me to soften and become ready. I often need some space to think and process what just happened, what we discussed, how I want to respond when we come back together again to discuss whatever it was we were discussing to begin with. And I also need time to reassure myself that it was just a disagreement and that a disagreement with you does not mean that we are not secure as a couple. Once I have processed all of that, I am ready to have a recovery conversation. And you, thankfully, Max, you come to me wherever I have retreated to and offer a loving touch to sit, talk, curl up next to one another and softly present where each of us were coming from and apologize if needed. The fact alone that you come to me, that Max comes to me first when he knows that it is harder for me to do and I know that it is not something he was easily able to do in his past that makes it very easy for me to soften as soon as I see him. But just, I want to tell you that I'm not Mother Teresa. I know that. You are guilty sometimes too. That's true. Yeah. Even if nothing hurtful was said in our case, one or both of us could feel hurt by the disagreement. Um, but personally, I mean, I know that you're very sensitive. I know that it doesn't take too much for... Uh, your feelings to be heard. Uh, I know this, and you are always, and I'm always willing to reassure you and help you with that. Right. And uh, yeah, I mean, and uh, during our uh, uh, recovery conversation, we have learned some of the most personal details of one another why we think the way we do, our past experiences, realizations about ourselves and just an opportunity to be vulnerable with one another, which creates closeness and more trust. Think about it. When you were dating early on, how did you connect? Was it when you were sharing intimate details about yourself with one another? Probably so. During that sharing, you each realized that you were special to one another, 
not just anyone got to hear those details of your world. Creating that special place of sharing with one another develops a relationship that is unique to you as a couple. So after a disagreement, this is an opportunity to create the vulnerable space and reflect with one another about why you reacted the way you did. Maybe you don't even know for sure yourself, but I bet once you start talking, uh, you will be able to find some insight into it. But it is okay to say, I don't know why I reacted the way I did. I guess I overreacted and I'm sorry. I will try to be more careful in the future. Uh, But um, Think of the best way for you and your partner to softly initiate the recovery conversation, like approaching with a gentle touch, meaningful phrase, like, hey, what happened to us back there? Uh, Another way to soften things with your partner is to use sense of humor, as long as your partner, A, has a sense of humor, and uh, will find you uh, what you have to say is funny to. Right. Max and I have a gesture and sound that was born out of a funny experience that we shared at one of our favorite restaurants. Um, He is great at knowing when this will work and when it probably won't. In addition, this has been so helpful to me on another level, too. I can't tell you how many times this has changed a tense moment into an opportunity to slow down, think, and reboot. If you don't have a funny experience to pull from, you can find something in everyday life that you both find humorous to use as a code to reconnect, to stop and think. Um, Once again, uh, you have the opportunity to apologize if you need it, explain the retract, and uh, um, and be what? And to reconnect. Yeah, to reconnect. Next week, we will be discussing the importance of building and maintaining mutual respect and admiration within your relationship. These two things, along with conflict recovery, assist in developing the strongest foundation for your relationship. Maintaining respect is directly connected to increased relationship satisfaction. So, don't miss next week's show. We will be back in just a few minutes to chat about upcoming show topics. Hi. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions, some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Fridays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Are you tired of strained relationships that don't work? We all have at least one, a family member, friend, or coworker we struggle to understand and deal with. Now you can improve those relationships fast with simple tools and skills. Tune into Relationship Radio with Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles. You'll learn how to have a better marriage, improve communication with your kids, and reduce stress at work. Listen live every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Coupled Up with Karen Collins Achetti and Max Achetti. Would you like to share your story or have a question or comment for the show? Please call in to 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. You may also send an email to KarenCollins71 at yahoo.com. You can also visit Karen's website at rlovestory.com. That's letter R, lovestory.com. Now back to Coupled Up. Welcome back to Coupled Up, the relationship show where you can be selected to be an on air guest to discuss your relationship with us. You can also call in or write to ask your toughest relationship questions to get answers and options that will make a difference in your relationship. I am Karen Collins Achetti, along with my co-host, Massimiliano Achetti, who is also my husband. Tonight, we are going to discuss our upcoming show topics, so you know what we will be discussing over the next 12 weeks. In the future, we will be having guest couples on the air or answering questions that our listeners call in or email to us during this airtime. On our upcoming shows, we will cover topics that will address the most common issues that couples share with me in my practice and offer options to effectively manage those issues and develop the best relationship possible for you. Our next show's topic will be how to build more respect and admiration for your partner. Uh, The beliefs of taking the time to increase and maintain respect are numerous, including being more content uh, within your relationship, feeling better about your partner and your partner about you, improved self-esteem, becoming closer and creating a relationship that is protected from internal and external influences. We will be talking about simple ways you can increase respect and admiration for one another. This is going to be one of my favorite shows. Respect is so important to me in every aspect of my life, in every relationship that I have. I think that respect is the foundation for all relationships, relationships with our kids, our friends, coworkers, and even our bosses. The most satisfying relationships that I have are the ones that mutual respect is at the core of the relationship. It is such a critical part of my relationships that I will not compromise on it. If if it can't be developed for whatever reason, then I will remove myself from that connection whenever possible. Our weekly couples challenge that week will will help you determine that what respect means to you and ways to increase respect and admiration for your partner. On our show, Getting What You Want in a Relationship, 
we will be sharing with you a way to determine what you are looking for and how to develop your plan to getting that within your current relationship or in your next relationship. We will help you define your relationship wants, needs, and values to gain a good roadmap to move forward to develop the relationship that you have always hoped for. I love talking to clients about what they are looking for in a partner. Whenever I ask that question, what are you looking for in a partner? Initially, I often get a blank stare. Not because they have no idea, it is just not often at the forefront of their minds. But by really consciously thinking about it and defining it in detail, it gets moved forward and becomes in the forefront, which is where it should be if you are actively looking for a partner. And our weekly couples challenge the week will be it will be to complete the defining your relationship and values worksheets. We will post those for you, and they can also be found in my book, In the Pink, Developing Healthy Relationships. Please don't worry. It will be fun. On our show, How Mental Health Issue Can Impact Relationships, we will discuss options to assist with identifying if you or your partner may be experiencing depression, anxiety, or other mental uh, health issues that are contributing to your relationship's dissatisfaction. If you or your partner are experiencing depression, anxiety, or other mental health issues, it is possible that the perception of any situation can become distorted. You may think a situation is worse than it is. You may be more irritable and more easily annoyed with your partner, more distant, less forgiving, And you may not see any hope within the relationship and may think that the only solution is to end the relationship. If there are underlying issues with depression and anxiety, for instance, uh, treatment of uh, those issues can allow the opportunity for better resolution of the relationship stress. Experiencing depression and anxiety is very difficult and and can impact all areas of your life. I have been grateful that in the recent years, there has been more acceptance to talk about depression and anxiety. It is now common to see it referenced in the media, in songs, movies, and often with many prominent people sharing their stories. Many, many people experience depression and anxiety and benefit from support to manage symptoms, just like any other medical condition. I am looking forward to discussing this on our upcoming show and further supporting anyone who does not yet realize that if you are experiencing depression and anxiety personally, you are the definition of resilient. And our weekly couple challenge that week will encourage compassion, understanding, and support within your relationship. When we discuss setting goals as a couple, you will see how setting goals together creates a common ground and gives you forward movement as a couple. Discussing and setting goals together creates a connection, and working towards the goals that you set further solidifies that connection. As you work uh, towards the goals that you set together, you create positive history and momentum that propels your relationship forward. But you can't forget to follow through on your part or parts of the plan to avoid disappointing one another. When that happens, typically resentment builds. It's like those disappointments just kind of add up, right? Mm -hmm. Our weekly couples challenge for that week will encourage collaboration to set one goal together, but this won't happen sitting at your dining room table. Our plan is much more fun than that. By the way, I love uh, planning things with you. 
Oh, you're so <laughs> On our show, protecting your relationship from negative internal and external influences, we will present options that will help you build an imaginary bubble around your relationship. Internal influences are uh, thoughts, feelings, and actions that are within you and towards one another. This can include jealousy, negative thoughts about the relationship, and your partner and or yourself that may not be beneficial or accurate. Like, he didn't answer his cell phone when I called him. Maybe he's talking to another girl. Please call me. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Disrespect, disregard for one another, lack of commitment, and taking the relationship for granted, to name a few. We will discuss ways for you to think in a way that is most beneficial to your relationship. Some of the things that we will talk about you can use even if you're not in a relationship. It's just learning how to think beneficially so it can help you to feel better about any situation that you could be in. You will also better understand the connection between your thoughts, feelings, and behavior. Your thoughts can determine how you feel about something and in turn produce a particular reaction. Some thoughts can take on a life of their own and encourage you to react in a non-productive way. You will learn how to prevent that. So often you won't overreact if something isn't actually happening, but you're afraid it might. Um, external influences are influences outside the couple, like family, friends, and work. The external influences can be positive or negative, of course. A supportive family and reasonable work schedule are example of positive external influences. I'm sorry if my schedule of work is not that good. It drives me crazy. <laughs> uh, but a non-supportive family and working on a reasonable work um, schedule are example of negative external influences. I put the negative external influences using that example exactly, hoping you might pick up on okay, it. So I'll we try. need to talk about that. You can become a proactive couple that maximizes the positive internal and external influences and minimizes the negative internal and external influences in your world to prevent wear and tear on your relationship. I love teaching couples how to create their protective bubble so well that nothing and nobody can get inside of it to cause issues, not the hot guy at the office or the intrusive mother-in-law that doesn't mean so well. Oh, you're not referring to my mother, right? Your mother is wonderful. I love it. And she's in Italy, so that may help. That's it. So the distance (laughs) worked. Okay. So in our uh, weekly couples challenge for that week, we will help you set better boundaries with negative influences in in your relationship. On our show, How Fun Are You?, we will discuss how relationships change over time and the common complaints that partners have in relationships that have reached some level of discontentment. Remember, when you first started dating, you know how you went out of your way to think of fun things to do together, to be a fun spirit, positive and rarely critical of one another. Sometimes, as a relationship matures, couples forget to keep the fun in their relationship, leaving it to be, well, a little less fun. We will remind you how to have a long-term relationship and keep the excitement and fun going. You will have the opportunity to evaluate how much fun you are to hang out with and if you need to up your fun factor. I mean, if I prefer to stay home with Max when Max wants to go out for dinner or a movie or if I stop wanting to go out with our friends, 
if I never suggest fun things that we can go do or places we can travel to, or if I'm grumpy with him or no longer laugh um, and think his bad jokes aren't as funny anymore, I might not be as fun as I used to be. And it wouldn't hurt for me to up my funness. That's cool. <laughs> I might be I'll take that for granted. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so our weekly couples challenge that week will inspire true. you to be fun and creative with your partner. On Increase Your Connection, we will be discussing how you can use every point of contact that you have with your partner to count as intimacy. Every conversation and action can have a positive or negative impact on how connected you, your partner feels with you. I say all of the time, if your goal is to be close to your partner, then everything you do and say needs to be with that goal in mind. I will explain more what I mean by that during this show. You will learn that you can teach your partner how to treat you, learn how you can express your needs, and how to address something that isn't working as it happens in a way that is well received. We will explore with you the importance of how you say it, when you say it, and what you say. Our weekly uh, couples challenge, that week we will help you recall how wonderful your partner is and all of the reasons that draw your you together and still keep you together. I I try to remember that all the time, but it's it's pretty Some, easy with sometimes you. Sometimes you fail or what? No, it's okay. pretty easy. It is, okay. On our show, how to renegotiate <laughs> your relationship, we will explain how the rules of a new relationship begin to be defined from the very first contact you have with a potential partner. The patterns of how you treat one another are easily established with each interaction, often before you even realize they're happening, that it's happening, it's being set in stone. So, these uh, patterns can be very difficult to change once they are developed, but we will teach you how to renegotiate what you want and need as your needs change over time. You will learn how to establish the rules of engagement in a new relationship and learn how to renegotiate along the way. Keep in mind that this is not just a point in time. It is ongoing. Renegotiating within your relationship should happen often and become normal instead of preferring to stick to how it has always been. In addition, you will learn how to teach your partner how to treat you. This can also change with time. My needs... And how I wanted to be treated in my 20s and 30s was much different than now. I like to think that I've evolved a little. I think so. Our weekly couples challenge that week will encourage you and your partner to commit to making two changes, one selected by each of you. On uh, uh, dealing with common stress and issues, we will teach you how to have the insight and confidence needed to handle whatever comes your way together. You will learn how to keep everything in perspective, how to test and gauge the importance of the issue and make decisions together while supporting one another. There are always going to be stressors in our lives. It really is unavoidable and often not in our control at all. But what you as a couple can control is how you navigate the stressors and issues that are in your life. You will learn ways to minimize the effect of the stressors and issues on your relationship and the importance of feeling supported by one another more than anyone else in your world. Or how a weekly couples challenge will encourage reflection that will point out the times that you have handled stressor well and how to do more of that. 
On moving forward after infidelity, we will discuss how you can determine if you want to remain together or not, how to rebuild trust, and how do you move forward together or separately in the way that is most beneficial for each of you and your family. How can you use this opportunity to become closer as a couple if you decide to stay together or if you decide to move on as individuals? How can you leave one another better than you found each other? So in our weekly couples challenge this week, we'll help you affair prove your relationship. On our show, Should You Stay or Should You Go? We will discuss an option to assist with making that decision. If you find yourself thinking about leaving your current relationship often, this likely takes a significant amount of energy from you, energy that you could use in a better way. We will ask you the questions that need to be answered for you to make a decision to be all in or all out because being on the fence is not typically a good place to be. Well, many people stay in a relationships long after they have initially thought about leaving for a variety of reasons. If you find yourself in this situation, catch should I stay or should I go to help you decide what is best for you. Our weekly couples challenge that week will encourage you to increase your self-care practices. How on how to have an healthy co-parenting relationship after separation and divorce, we will discuss steps to take to ensure that you and your family do as well as possible through this period of transition and beyond. By developing and maintaining a healthy co-parenting relationship, you can minimize the stress on you your children, and your ex-partner. We will discuss how to avoid participating in parental alienation and making sure your children still feel safe. Encourage you to develop yourself as an individual. If you are in a relationship and would like to be considered to be on on air guests on our show, please email us at uh, currentcollins71 at yahoo.com or go to our website at www.ourlovestory.com and use the contact me form with your information. You can call in or write with your relationship question for us. We will do our best to answer each question that we receive. Don't forget that each week we will also have a segment for singles who are looking for a great relationship and we will always have a a weekly couples challenge for you. Tune in each week to get the advice that you need to have your best relationship possible. If you have a relationship topic that you like to us to do, to talk about on the show, feel free to email us and let us know. We want to hear from you. If you and your partner would like to be considered to be guests, let us know. We'll be happy to chat with you. Coming up, we will be discussing online dating profile must, what you need in your profile to represent yourself well, and also some safety tips when we come back. It's your world. Motivate, change, succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. If you're ready for big changes in less than one month's time, you're ready to tune in for Radical Change Now with Dr. Mary Oz. It's where healing meets the law of attraction in an engaging package. You'll hear from guests and callers as they share their stories, offer solutions to life's challenges, and much more. With Dr. Mary's approach, even a child could effectively learn and apply the concepts discussed on each week's show. Listen live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time 
10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. The White House doctor makes house calls. Listen every week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. Dr. Connie has served as the White House physician under three U.S. presidents. Now she joins the Voice America Empowerment Channel to help you enrich yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Our guests will include professionals from a variety of fields who will bring you tips that you can apply to your own life. Listen for House Calls with Dr. Connie every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You are listening to Coupled Up with Karen Collins Achetti and Max Achetti. Would you like to share your story or have a question or comment for the show? Please call in to 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. You may also send an email to KarenCollins71 at yahoo.com. You can also visit Karen's website at rlovestory.com. That's letter R, lovestory.com. Now back to Coupled Up. Welcome back to Coupled Up, the relationship show where you can be selected as an on-air guest to discuss your relationship with us. You can also call in or write us with your toughest relationship questions to get answers and options that will make a difference in your relationship. Uh, The beginning of our show focused on couples in relationship, but it's also important to focus on singles who are searching for the great relationship. While you are not in a relationship, you can devote time to yourself to consistently grow as an individual and to explore what your needs are in a partner. If there is one area of life to be incredibly selective in, it is who you share your intimate time with. But if you don't know what you want and need in a partner, it may be more challenging to find. Each week we will discuss topics related to dating and finding the relationship that you are looking for. On tonight's single segment, we are going to chat about online dating profile must and what you need in your profile to represent yourself well. Now more than ever, there are so many ways to meet people that you may have never had the opportunity to meet before. Personal networking, business networking, at work, through friends and family, social media, and of course, online dating. There used to be a stigma associated with online dating. You may recall when asked where you met, 
if you had met online, nobody wanted to stay online because it was not yet an accepted way to meet. We just meet at Whole Food for us. Exactly. Whole Foods it was. <laughs> now, online dating has become the most popular way to meet people that you likely would never have the natural opportunity to cross, cross paths with before. If you are still not on board with online dating, try looking at it as simply one more way to meet someone. And if you are already using online dating sites and apps, how can you make the most of online dating and have your profile represent you well? Your username, your headline, your pictures, and your profile write-up create your very first impression that someone will have of you. Your username will give an immediate impression. If you are looking for a relationship, it's probably not a good idea to have your username be Miss Party All Night. Well, it depends. Probably not. (laughs) Your headline will also be used to get an instant impression. So again, if you are looking for a relationship, it probably is not a good idea to lead with just looking for fun. It's great to have a catchy username and headline, but keep it in alignment with what you are looking for and who you are is the best use of those few characters that are allotted. Consider this. What a person gathers from viewing your profile is nearly equivalent to the information gathered on a traditional first date. When creating your profile, take this opportunity to share accurate details of who you are, not who you're striving to be. For example, it's great to say that you work out, but if you only work out three times a week, don't say that you work out daily, even if you really, really, really try to work out daily, but don't ever quite get there. Clearly, once you start dating someone, they will soon notice that you aren't always at the gym like your profile claims. Also, if you are 5'7", don't say you are 5'8", be honest. Clearly, physical attributes are hard to hide once you meet someone, and it is not a great way to start any relationship. A girlfriend of mine actually met a guy who said he was 42 on his profile, but upon meeting, she could clearly see that he was over 50, (laughs) 52 to be exact. Poor lady. Really? (laughs) 10 years is a pretty big difference and not likely an innocent mistake. This left her feeling or thinking that if he would lie about his age, something that's rather obvious, what else is he going to lie about? Being upfront saves a lot of time and disappointment for everyone involved. She clearly did not have a second date with him. Your pictures should be current, not photoshopped, and of you and not your hot friend or relative. You should use a current close-up and a full body picture without others in the pictures. Guys, if you post pictures next to other girls, we don't know who those other girls are and it can give the wrong impression, even if they are your sisters or just friends. Most most of the time are sisters or cousins. It's always sisters or cousins, exactly. <laughs> By posting current, unphotoshopped and detailed pictures, you ensure that upon meeting your date will not be surprised. So if you don't get asked out again, you are not left wondering if it was based on your appearance being different than what you actually do look like. Think of it this way. If you begin interacting with someone online and his profile said a number of things were not accurate upon meeting, wouldn't you wonder if there were other things that he may have embellished or misrepresented, like Mr. 52, who uh, met my friend? I was always grateful when somebody showed me their real self early on, whether that was a good thing or some characteristics that I really knew I couldn't accept. Because the reality is, eventually, the real person will be exposed. It may take six months or so, but eventually the facade will fade. If you also share who you really are up front, 
you will be more likely to find someone who is your best fit because they are learning you for you from the start. No facade, just who you actually are, all the good, the things you hope to improve, and even what you may consider your bad stuff. Trust me, finding the one person who gets you for all that you are and aren't is amazing. Make the most of your profile write-up by presenting who you are in a brief summary. Keep in mind, most people will not invest 10 to 15 minutes in reviewing a profile, so no novels here, but they will likely invest five minutes and send a message to you based on that if interested, so don't be too detailed. I once saw a profile that a woman had written that shared very personal stories and details about her difficult life growing up and as a young adult. This really does not belong in a profile on a dating site. I recommend being careful in terms of being too personal and giving too much information. Keep in mind, anyone can see your profile. As common as online dating has become, please consider your safety a top priority and use caution with what you share publicly. For the basic outline of your profile write-up, you should create three separate sections. The first section should summarize who you are and what you like to do for fun. The section, second section should contain things that are unique to you and make you stand out from the crowd. The third section can include what you would like to do in the upcoming few years, where you would like to travel to, goals that you may have, and sports that you want to learn how to play. Make sure to take extra time to proofread and use spell check. This shows that you pay attention to details and that you are invested in finding someone special. Online dating is a great way to meet new people. I have many friends who have met on on an online dating site. I have always thought of it as just another way uh, to meet people that you may not likely bump into naturally. I think that online dating fits with how busy everyone is now. It is an efficient tool to increase the odds of finding that meaningful relationship and they can extend the distance of your search beyond just where you live. I have had many clients tell me that they lived in the same area for years, but never met until they saw one another online. And think of it this way, even if their paths had crossed, who knows if either of them would have even said hello to one another. Neither of them would have known the other situation, single or not, and it would have been a big risk to walk up to a stranger and assume there was any possibility there. But hopefully, if someone is on a dating site, they are actually single and looking. So that is a detail you would know, not from seeing someone of interest in a random setting. Probably because they work insanely hours. That's right, just like you. No matter how you search for a partner, you will have to sort through the honest, dishonest, reliable, and not so reliables that you will meet. It is all part of the process, a process that I don't think is meant to be easy. I mean, if it were simple and easy to meet your special someone, it likely wouldn't be as appreciated when you find him or her. And quickly, I just want to go over some safety tips. First, set up a meeting to be in a public place in an area that you are familiar with. Second, tell a friend. What possibly next? with, uh, exactly, possibly with wine, you know, in a very nice Right, location. he's describing our first meeting. Second, tell a friend or family member about your meeting. Give them the details, as much details as you have on the person, the name, phone number, that type of thing. Um, have them call even during the middle of the meeting. This could also be used as an escape if you feel uncomfortable. Of course, your date may realize that is what it is, but who cares as long as you are safe. Third, drive yourself to the meeting and drive yourself home. Fourth, don't drink alcohol in the first meeting. This may be obvious, but alcohol can impair your judgment 
And I don't want you waking up the next day asking yourself what happened the night before. Probably not too much alcohol. Right. You know, so my advice, <laughs> sorry, Max. <laughs> so my advice is to give online dating the best chance of working for you by developing a profile that accurately portrays you and what you are looking for. Don't forget to represent the real you well. Feel free to write in and tell me and Max all about your dating experiences online and otherwise. So now we're at our couples weekly challenge. Each week, we will give you a weekly couples challenge that will provide you with an idea or ideas that you can do to proactively build your relationship up with your partner and get closer to one another. Before I share you the weekly challenge, I want to share a little story with you when I was working my way through college. I used to notice the couples that I saw in the restaurant where I worked. I found myself increasingly curious about the couples that seemed happy. So I began asking the couples what their secret was to being happily married. More often than not, the husband would say some version of this. I took the time to figure out what makes my wife happy and I do those things for her. That did not mean he would blindly do whatever his spouse wanted or that he was a doormat. It meant that he paid attention to her wants and needs and made every effort to meet them whenever he could. The result was that by meeting her needs, she felt loved and cared for and the love and desire to meet his needs was returned right back to him making him happy too. Basically, he set a trap. It's a trap. It's, okay. it's a trap. So, uh, this week's challenge is with this, this story in mind. For this week's challenge, couples challenge, think of one small gesture or thing that you can do for your partner each day that will make his or her life easier. If you are not sure what your partner would like or what would make him or her feel cared for, Think back to things you used to do for one another when you were newly together or ask him what he would like or ask what would make her day better. A few examples are bring a cup of coffee to her in bed, make her breakfast, ask if you can stop by the store for her on the way home uh, from work, watch her favorite chick flick with her. Right. You could do that with me. Yeah, you, you wrote things without telling me anything. So. Exactly. Okay, this is great. this may be what I would like. Okay. Wash his car for him, make dinner together, do the dishes together after dinner, comment on his appearance in a good way, of course. We'll fill up her gas tank, do an extra quarter of sure. or two or <laughs> as a surprise, have lunch sent to her office on a hectic uh, day, and so forth and so you know, <laughs> right? I don't, yeah. right, right, and I mean, so forth and so on. Yeah, anyway, too, too so, right, try doing this all week and beyond to make this become a habit, and you might be surprised at how little gestures can easily make your partner feel more loved, valued, and appreciated. Thank you all for joining us for Coupled Up, the relationship show where you can be selected to be an on-air guest to discuss your relationship with us. You can call in or write as to ask your toughest relationship questions and get answers and options that will make a difference in your relationship. Don't forget to try the Couples Weekly Challenge this week to get closer to your partner. And we want to hear from you. If you and your partner would like to be considered to be guests on one of our upcoming shows, just email us and we will get back to you. You can also send us your questions or call in to chat. Thank you so much for joining our show tonight. Have a great night. Bye. Bye. 
thank you for being a part of our program. Remember, Coupled Up with Karen Collins Achetti and Max Achetti can be heard live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until our next show, don't forget to find at least one thing you can do to strengthen your relationship this week. 